I'm Jennifer. And I'm Randall Lynn. And we're people. Talking about people. Good morning, Jen. Well, good morning. How are you this fine, fine morning? You know, I'm pretty good today. I'm excited because you and I are going to be having some fun conversation. I've got nearly a full cup of decaf and just filled up my water. So I'm ready to rock. Wow. I've got four beverages sitting with me. So (laughs) we must just be people who like to drink a lot of liquid. Um, But that's not that's not why I'm excited this morning. I'm excited, Jen, because we are going to talk about one of the things that you've really been able to grow in me. And I know that you grow in a lot of people as a leadership coach full time. So we are going to be talking about a really incredible tool that you developed today. My results from the tool and what that kind of means for people who are looking to grow in leadership in their own ways, right? Yes, I'm excited. Today will be fun. So as you know, we talk about leadership a lot. You and I, obviously, that's the main thing I do as a leadership coach is talking about leadership. And when I'm working with clients, I often find that there's that, yeah, I just I just want to be a better leader. Or maybe they have a couple of things sort of pinpointed in mind they want to be focused on, but they don't even necessarily know why they've chosen that or how it's going to drive them to actually be a better leader. So That is what makes my job sort of both fun, exciting, but also challenging at the same time, because not only is every conversation really different with every individual, but sometimes it's hard to even pull some of that stuff out of them. So one of the tools as a coach that I use is really any sort of assessment. So whether it's some sort of introductory questionnaire, um, even midpoint and completion questionnaires, literally with coaching programs, leadership 360s, maybe even a strength finder assessment, maybe even just like a free Myers-Briggs online or something, right? There's a million different things that you can use out there as far as assessments individually to get a feel for where you're at. So at the company that I work for at Amalavita, I thought it would be really fun to create something that was sort of unique to Amalavita's culture, the people that we support and the work that we do, which is what led us to what we're going to be talking about mostly today. Jen, can I jump in here real quick? So I would love you to jump in. For those those of us those listeners who maybe don't know you and I as well. I also used to work for Amalavita and Jen and I worked together for a year, year and a half, something like that. Um, we had a blast together. And when I stepped down at Amalavita, that's what kind of brought up, brought forth the people talking people podcast is that Jen and I wanted to work together. My point to this tangent, as though it seems, um, is that one of the things Amla Vida is super passionate about is their culture commandments and creating a company culture where people a have fun and B do great work. So when you were telling me, Jen, that you had created this assessment or this tool and you told me like that at what the outcomes could be, I just about like rolled over laughing. I was like, this is so perfect. It's so on brand. I am so excited for people to see kind of this like real and authentic side of how leadership can look or like see it defined in a way that feels super approachable. Cause I think some of the other tools that you talked about can make leadership feel like this big grand thing where 
you know, you're a CEO if you're getting a 360 done, but like, that's not always necessarily like the case. Like anybody can benefit from getting a 360 done. Like anybody can benefit from some of these tools and finding verbiage that makes it feel super approachable. A, I think you guys have done and B, I think you continue to do really well. So props to you guys for continuing this. Um, but I just had to laugh when you were telling me about it because I was like, oh my gosh, that's so on brand. I love it so much. <laughs> and that makes me very happy to hear you say that, not only because you get the brand and you came from there, but you're also my little marketing expert and guru. So, <laughs> so that makes me really happy. But I think you're right. And it'll be fun as we kind of talk about it today for people to kind of even hear more and understand more of what we're talking about based off of everything you just said. Um, okay, so point being in all this was, hey, what's another cool assessment, questionnaire, you know, something that might be fun that people could do that would give them some indication about who they are, give them some indication about where they're going, give them some indication about what they might want to work on, and just give them a resource to say as a starting point of this could be a good conversation. Now, whether they're doing it with their current coach, like if they're already working with myself or someone, or they're just doing it for fun and want to kind of use it as a tool to develop and grow, that can be really great. So um, we are going to drop the link in the show notes so that you can go in. But if you just want to go to alvcoaching.com slash leadership dash assessment, it'll pop up right there. And we'll put a, a short bit.ly link in too for you to go to. Um, the cool thing about this assessment is simplistically, it really, it asks about, I think I want to say it's like 30 36 or so questions. I could be a little bit off on that. It's only going to take about 10 minutes to do, but it produces two results. And this is kind of what Randy, what you were kind of getting into a minute ago, it just produces two results, which I like because sometimes it's overwhelming when you get like all these possible options, or you could be this or this or this, or that. Well, how do you tell the difference and, and what does it matter? And all this kind of stuff. So there's just two, there's really just two answers. There's two possible answers. Unless you do not have high enough scores for it to give you an answer, then it might tell you we don't have enough information. Therefore, you don't have, have an actual answer. But there's two results. And so the results when you do this assessment are twofold. Either a people-first leader. So you can think of that as those people who really are really all about the people, maybe some servant leadership, something along those lines. And then a get shit done leader, which is that sort of executor and that person that goes out there. Now, in a perfect world, maybe we'd be some fabulous combination of both. So people whose scores get them to that point where they're tying or they're really, really close together have got really a good balance of both of those things. Does it mean they're, they're strong and have no blind spots? No, of course, it doesn't mean that. Um, but it might mean that they've got a little bit more of that ability to kind of play in both of those. And that's absolutely a possible outcome. Um, I am a get shit done leader. I'm very um, driven by execution, organization, process. Uh, to me, that's what it's all about, which is kind of funny because uh, as a coach, I have to show up a little bit differently, right? I have to show up as that people first side, that empathetic side. But I think that's why a lot of my clients actually enjoy working with me too, because I'm able to execute, be organized, give them a list, give them tools, give them something tangible. So it's kind of a good, works out as a good balance for me as a coach. And Randall in, I know because I saw your results and I'm not surprised either. I think you are also a get shit done later. <laughs> you know, you're not surprised, but I was surprised. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. So here's the deal, right? When you have an assessment. Wait, hold produce- on. Jen, I would like to know <laughs> the, the, the equation by which you are 
you know, filtering this data through because <laughs> I would have sworn to you every question. I even went out of my way to rank myself a little bit higher on questions that I thought were people related because I believe that I am a people first leader. And apparently I am very wrong. You are too funny. Well, first of all, you're not very wrong because you had high scores in both. So you are a little bit of what I just mentioned where there's a good chance that you're a little bit of both. Um, we we have a, a slight, and when I say slight, I mean very slight opportunity to have a couple more points in the get shit done side than the people first side, just to make the equations and the math work and make sure that we didn't have too many people tying exactly because I want to make sure that they got a result and knew, you know, what that would be. So in your case, you're, you're a good combination of both. But here's kind of what I was going to say, I think is interesting is when you do an assessment like this, it's really important to note that it will change with time. It'll change based off of the projects you're working on right now. It will change based off of whether you're a manager or you're not a manager. It'll change based off of the, the peers that you're collaborating with, um, the company that you work for, the culture you're currently in. So you're, this could change literally every three to six months for somebody. So it's a perfect thing to kind of be going back to regularly just to do that check-in to say, hey, what's different now from the last time that I did it? So I would already out of the gate encourage you to come back and do it again in six months, a year, you know, this type of thing. But the idea really is it will adapt and evolve based off of just what's going on in your life right now. It's no different than doing like a strength finders or something along those lines. So for you, Randallin, you're very independently driven right now. You have this company that you're running, right? It's really important that you stay task organized, oriented, all of that to get that work done. Um, of course, you've also got your other gig where you're out there, you are people facing, but you're still working on sort of executing and getting things done. So it's really easy for some of those components to, to shine based off of the type of role that you were doing. Now, if you were in full time in a job where you were just managing people, and maybe it was the type of company where we're not producing just tons of like back to back to back to back to back to back output, then yeah, that people first side of you probably would have dominated and shown a little bit more. But because you're in the type of role right now where like if you don't sit down on Monday morning and go, okay, what do I need to focus on for this week and kind of make a nice list and get organized and work through that stuff for your your clients, it's going to be really easy for things to get missed because you don't have someone saying, Randallin, did you execute on that task? It's just you, yourself and you. <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you, I've got a lot of complaints to file for my manager. That's right. About paid time off and, you know, all of those. Right, have gotten that raise that you need to get, you know, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I just, mm -hmm. I really need to have a lot of hard conversations with apparently the other side of my brain. Um, <laughs> no, Jen, I love this. And I love that you brought up that it is something that is, is a little more fluid and changing as, we go through seasons yep, of life. That's right. I'm continue using my favorite word ever, apparently. Um, because I, I have, and I think I'm a little bit more self-aware because you and I talk about things like this very regularly. So I'm pretty in tune as to when I'm being like people oriented and when I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to do my job and leave. Um, and so that has been one of the things that I was like very intentionally approaching 2021 with was this desire to 
leave kind of like my my overarching vision for the year on people and know that at some point like I will always get the work done because that's the kind of person that I am. But I didn't want to, like, I didn't want relationships or my co-work, like my relationships with coworkers to suffer because I am, I can be so task oriented. Um, so it was, it was actually really funny, Jen, and I haven't told you the story yet, but I've been meaning to tell you the other day, um, my manager at my part-time like side gig ish job, came up to me and said, um, that unsolicited, 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 that's unsolicited, <laughs> um, came up to me and said that, uh, one of my other coworkers had shared some feedback with him about me. And I had previously worked with this coworker before a couple years ago. And, we could work together, but we didn't have maybe like the best working relationship. Like we, we accomplished the goal, but it usually left one of us like really frustrated. Um, and he, he apparently went up to my boss and shared that I, he's really enjoyed working with me now that I've been back because he feels like I have a different attitude around like how to accomplish goals, like as a team. Um, and it, caught me so off guard because I was not like it was just super random we were like bypassing each other in the hall and he was like oh by the way so and so said blah 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 blah. and I was like wait what like that's so like okay great um but I think honestly Jen it has been because I've been so focused on choosing people over projects and that sounds maybe a little bit harsh but I think I've landed in a place where like, yes, I know things need to get done, but I know that it's so much more fun to do it with partners <laughs> instead of like living on an island. I think that's fabulous. I love that story. And I love that you um, kind of set a goal, chose an intention and followed through with it. And then now you've seen sort of an outcome or a result from it. That's fabulous. And there's no, this is the perfect example too of, there is no right or wrong answer because you could have somebody who's the opposite of you saying the same thing. Like I'm so people driven. I feel like I'm never getting anything done. My goal this year is to find a way to get some things done and not be too stressed about what people think of me or making best friends or something along those lines. So you could have somebody who's the complete opposite of that who's choosing that goal to help improve themselves overall. So that's why I harp on like, there really is no right or wrong answer. It's a, kind of this perfect blend of both of those because there's going to be times where all either any of us need to lean in to one, one or the other. And the idea with these results is that it's intended to be a little bit polarized, right? Like the far extremes, we kind of want to demonstrate those far extremes in order to generate a good conversation, get us thinking about how do we then kind of pull ourselves back towards the middle. Um, so this is a good segue then to into what those results are. So when you go take the assessment, like I said, take about 10 minutes or so, it'll provide you a list of your strengths and your blind spots at the end. And depending on which one you get, it's truly just going to provide you one or the other. Uh, I think in a couple of days, you'll get an email that has both if you're kind of curious about what both are. But let's just talk about some of these for a brief moment, because I think they can be really kind of fun and helpful for the conversation. So 
that get shit done leader, the, the Randall Lynn and I, um, some of those strengths look like things like maybe holding the team accountable, being good delegators, giving and receiving feedback, taking risks, having some confidence in your leadership ability, and providing clear direction to the team. Now, does that mean that Randall and I are both amazing at doing that? No. Does that mean there might be areas we could do better? Of course. But it's just intended to give you a feel for the likelihood that you're leaning toward that direction. With that said, there's some blind spots that go along with that, right? Like if you are someone who is a really great delegator or provides clear direction, or you are someone who's just this heavy duty executor that we're talking about, you might be a little bit more directive. Like maybe you're a little bit too firm or harsh with people in your dialogue and your communication. I give this example all the time where I talk about I sort of have to let the people around me know my style so that they know I am a pretty direct and clear person. Randallin knows this too. She's even giggling. And I'll even cue it up sometimes like, okay, I'm about to give my input, but it's just going to be Jen. It's just going to like, I'm just coming at it. It's going to be clear and direct. And that way people at least know what's going on. It's not like I'm being harsh. It's not like I'm being mean. That's just sort of how I communicate, but I can use that in my conversation so that it's, it's not a weakness. It's just more of a collaborative style of communication. Um, another reason why it's kind of fun to do things like this with people, you know, or teams that you partner with, because then you can kind of see, well, how can we lean on each other? How can we pull on each other? Or how can we work together and communicate better in the future? Like if, if everyone knows that Jen is really directive, great. That means they can come to expect that. They don't have to feel like, oh gosh, why is she always so hard on me? Well, that's not what's happening. It's just the way I communicate. Using this extreme example and always myself in my examples. <laughs> Some of the other blind spots might be things like maybe even emotional intelligence. Like sometimes people who are really heavy executors and really directive aren't really good at that self-awareness component. They aren't recognizing that um, what's going on and that they are being too directive, right? There could be some gaps there. Even with self-regulation, they're maybe, I don't want to say like yelling or aggressive, but they could be. They could be doing things that might feel aggressive to other people. And then again, not having that awareness to clue into the fact that that's happening and the impact that it might have on others. Same thing with that empathy component being a big piece of emotional intelligence. Sometimes people who are big executors lack a little bit of that sort of empathy to, to help soften the conversation and the dialogue and create relationships with people. So just a couple of examples. Now, shifting gears over to that people first side, the people who have a tendency to be this people first side, it definitely shows up as that servant leader, someone who's really there for the people, that humble approach to leadership, probably pretty heavy in that empathy, maybe even a little bit too empathetic sometimes, good active listeners, and really value that time with everyone. So this is the type of person who might... Um, it's not that they're going to skip another meeting, but they'd probably be more likely to not go to like a big meeting if they feel like an employee really needs their time and they'll go and they'll carve out that time for that individual. Now, obviously there could be a lot of blind spots that are associated with this as well, because you could be missing really important things at that tactical and strategic level. Maybe it's big meetings, maybe it's projects, maybe you're just not spending the time executing because you're spending so much time with your people. Sometimes these are the folks who get really overwhelmed and burned out because they're trying to stretch themselves too thin. They might be, you know, the, the yes women, the yes men, the go-getters, like, yeah, I'll just give me all the stuff. I'll take everything off because they don't want to disappoint anyone, right? They're a little bit of that, that people pleaser. 
These are also the people who sometimes lack a little bit of confidence or maybe have some imposter syndrome because they're kind of like, mm, you know, is, should I even be in this managerial role? Am I the right person? And sort of questioning some of their skills because the fact that they aren't maybe executing and maybe they're even getting feedback that they're not executing. So lots of other things within there. So if it's really fun, go take that assessment, get a feel for which side you're on, which of the strengths you agree with and which of the blind spots you agree with and don't, don't agree with. Cause I even know for me, you know, there's a couple things on here that I would say don't resonate for me quite as much. Um, especially like within, like within the blind spots, I would say I'm, I'm fairly emotionally intelligent, but I gave that example too, of where I'll say, Hey, I am firm. I am directive. So I know that I do those things, but I at least bring it to the attention of everyone else. And I recognize when maybe I should have been a little bit more careful about how I deliver that message. That might've been a little harsh on Randall and like, I should have, I should have done something differently with that communication style, but all of us can do better on things. Even like delegating is on this list. We can all be better. To, I know all the tips, tricks, and secrets on how to delegate and I can still do it better. Right. <laughs> that happens too. Jen, I just kind of want to wrap everything you've been saying up in a little, in a little bow. Um, everything that Jen does when she teaches me about leadership and Jen, you can tell me if this is wrong or if I'm saying this incorrectly. Um, but everything that you do as a leadership coach is kind of like holding a mirror up to my own reflection. Like you're not necessarily telling me that I will never be a people first leader because I like to get things done or that I'll only ever, like I'm always going to have blind spots because I like to get things done. Um, but what you do as a leadership coach and the way that you coach your clients is by saying like, Hey, here's some verbiage for the things that you're really good at and the things that you could improve on. And I know going at the, back to the beginning of this episode, you had said like, sometimes when you coach clients, they're like, oh, I want to be a better leader, but they don't really know like what that means or how they get there. Um, so you use these tools to give people verbiage to say like, oh, I'm really good at X, which sometimes people like need some help stringing, like finding the right words to say like, this is actually what I'm good at. Um, and then you, you, you know, from there you can say, okay, here are your areas of improvement let's pick one and let's focus on it. And then from there, it's just like adding, I guess I was going to say like adding tools to your toolbox, but I, then I got sidetracked and was like, well, it's kind of like rising, like a rising tide, like rising all the boats in the Harbor. And now I'm just getting a little jumbled, but basically like when you work with clients to improve their maybe areas of improvement, that's where they can kind of come to terms with this idea of like a better leader. Like me, someone who's really great at getting things done, doesn't need to focus on understanding how to like best prioritize and optimize my to-do list. Like I just do that subconsciously. Instead, I need to spend time and energy and resources on learning how to ask better questions or be more empathetic and like kind of building up the levels of my leadership to kind of even myself out as like a leader who's okay at everything instead of someone who's like really great at getting my job done, but really terrible at talking to my people. Like you don't necessarily want to be, you know, a polar opposite in your strengths and your skill sets as a leader, you kind of want to find a way to balance that out and be like, not good at all of the things, but essentially like you want to have, 
you don't want to have major weaknesses, maybe is what I'm trying to say. Well, I think, you know, I think you did a good job. And I think a lot of what you said is is very spot on and very true. And the idea really is that we want to create long-term habits, um, whether you call them tools in your toolbox or resources or whatever, right? We want to create some really good long-term healthy habits from a leadership perspective. Because just like I said at the beginning, every time you change a job, every time you get a, a new manager, every time you work at a new company, get a new employee, and this style might adapt and evolve because then you're adjusting your style to what's going on. The same is true just for your leadership in general. The team you have today and the way you lead your team today might look completely different if you got a whole new team at a whole new company tomorrow. So there's a lot of sort of this ability to create the healthy habits, the right habits, so that you can very easily adapt and evolve to any situation that you're in, because the reality is it's always changing around us. It's constantly always changing, which is all the more reason why things like leadership, and it's not just leadership, it really is everything, but it it has to change. It has to evolve. We have to be very aware and we have to be constantly working on this kind of stuff because there is no like end result, right? There is no, okay, I'm now the perfect leader that works for every situation in every company. That just doesn't exist. There's no kind of perfect thing to be striving toward. So it's creating these habits, having these tools, knowing how to adapt, knowing how to look inside ourselves and recognize, hold that mirror up, whether Jen's doing it or you're doing it for yourself and kind of really figure out where am I at and what do I need to be focused on right now? I love that. Um, I had a little bit of extra free time this weekend and I was watching Boy Meets World. I sing so much high praise to that show. It's amazing. But I watched an episode um, that where Feeney had given his class an assignment to create kind of like the perfect family um, where they like faked being married and like having kids and like they had to have this family discussion in the class and all this stuff. And anyway, Corey was during that week he was playing like this fake dad and he was trying to give his dad advice on how to be a dad and his dad just kind of looked at him and was like no core like I've been doing this for you know 16 years or whatever like I still don't know what I'm doing like every situation is different every child that I have is different I can't be a one-size-fits-all parent and I think that is kind of the perfect definition of leadership like you you aren't going to be a one-size-fits-all leader you are going to be a really great leader in some spaces with some people and the right variables and in other places that might be a little bit more challenging but I'm excited about challenges I don't know that that's something that everybody shares (laughs) Um, but I think the more you know challenges I encounter on my leadership journey the the more well-rounded I can become as a leader, the more experiences I have to lean on and grow from and learn from. So I'm excited to continue taking this every couple months. I think I'm going to put it kind of on the list of things that I do quarterly or every six months or so and just kind of revisit where I'm at, how things are going, you know, who I want to continue becoming in the next couple months. Um, And I think this tool is so easy because it's so black and white, Jen. So props to you for creating something that is so straightforward and direct. Honestly, I'd expect nothing less. (laughs) 
Well, good. I'm glad you love it. I'm excited to, even for myself, I'm right there with you. I'm going to retake it regularly and just remind myself, what are my strengths? Which of these do I resonate with? How can I leverage them more? Maybe even to overcome something that is a little bit of a weakness, you know, use these as tools and resources and create good, healthy habits for us all going forward. So if you want to go take it again, alvcoaching.com slash leadership dash assessment, but we'll also put kind of a short link in the show notes. And if you have questions, as always, don't hesitate to reach out to us on LinkedIn and we'd be happy to kind of answer them or point you in the right direction based off of what it is that you're concerned about. But go find out, are you people first? Do you get shit done? What type of leader are you? Do you resonate with it? And what can you do with that information? Love it. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, everybody. This episode of People Talking People was produced and edited by Jermaine McClellan, a.k.a. the Afrocentric Jukebox.